Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome everybody to The Lazy Geeks Season 2. Now here are your hosts, Sapien and Nomad. <laughs> All you're going to hear is footsteps, motherfucker. That's all you're going to hear on the podcast is, you know, fuck. <laughs> fucking shit! Alright, welcome everybody to the latest edition of The Lazy Geeks. Yes. You always have the creeper sound, dude. What's with that? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh that song is so sick, dude. <laughs> creeper. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, hey, this, uh, yeah, you didn't go with me to go see uh, the re-release of Airplane this week. No, I didn't. Jag off. I forget why. Yeah, something about uh, being a bitch and something like that. I don't know. Or whatever. You know what, dude? <laughs> Some of us got shit to do. You know? <laughs> oh, too busy. And, and some other some of us are full of shit too. You know? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. But uh, it was it was fun. I I enjoyed it. Now they're gonna do uh, sixteen candles, which is gonna be pretty. Which is gonna be pretty maybe put weird science back on that bit because that that movie was the shit. Dude. Oh yeah, I know. If they keep just pulling eighties movies and doing it, I'm gonna be so going to more of that shit. Yeah. Um. But uh, it was pretty cool. There was a couple of things I don't remember. I I noticed, you know, I mentioned earlier, like we were talking and uh, said that uh, in that scene where that plane comes through the window, the lady throwing a baby in the uh-huh. air. Uh-huh. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, did that lady just throw a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Some Michael Jackson shit going on there. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Too soon? Too soon? No, no, because that was so fucked up. That will follow you to the grave. There's no, there's no too soon for that. <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun, and you know, hearing people going, you know, uh, uh, you know, surely you can't be serious, and all that other stuff. It was hilarious, and just like you know, looking at some of the scenes that are just blatantly racist. I mean, like over the top racist. You know, when they go to that, um, the what is it, the Peace Corps, and. Robert Hayes starts showing them how to play basketball, and immediately <laughs> they start doing all that NBA bullshit. Yeah, like all of a sudden, like 
I think I get it. <laughs> it's so <laughs> like slam dunking, and it yeah, was yeah. like blatantly racist. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's so funny, dude. It's funny too because it's considered a classic. Yet if you try to do that now, so many people would be up your ass about it. Done, done. I mean, and you know what? Jokes like that. And I, we were talking about this before. Is you can you can make racial jokes on TV, but it has to be so blatantly. Um, presented as a joke now, be, yeah. and I think I think the reason why it's changed is not because it's not because people are more sensitive now; it's because people are dumber now. People don't get the subtleties of humor. I mean, look <laughs> at the comedians back in the day. A lot of that shit was real subtle, real fucking sarcastic. Like you you wouldn't get it unless you knew what the fuck was going on. Nowadays, humor's in your face. Yeah. You know, so, like Troy said, you know, he goes, "There's a time for subtlety," and that time was before scary movie. <laughs> That's straight up, too. <laughs> wow. Uh, but we uh, we both checked out Green Hornet this week. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I liked it. I, I liked it. It was entertaining, but it was really Seth Rogen. I mean, it was very just... Seth Rogen. It was very um, – it was a fun movie. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I wasn't expecting a fucking Oscar-nominated masterpiece. <laughs> it's the Green Hornet. For, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and... Yes, it should be shown respect. It's a classic. I mean, it, it, you reminded me about the radio pieces they used to do. Yeah, so I think it predated yeah. Batman. So, you yeah. know. And, but what I liked about it, it was on back then, dude. <laughs> what I liked, um, though, was that they kept it simple. I mean, they they didn't change the costumes. They che- kept it the you know the the suit, you know the black suit, the mat, the face mask. The car was oh my god, cherry, dude. Dude. Oh my god, that was that was steak sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Seth Rogen was a was a prick a little longer than he should have been. Yeah, and I I know what they were trying to do. I mean, they were trying to say that he's well, at first he was a prick because he was just a rich prick, and then I think there was more like he just got the keys to the kingdom type bit, and then um, he was stressed out about that, and then his his pops died. He's stressed out about that. So, oh, by the way, spoiler alert. Um, so, uh, but being that he was a prick before that, it just kind of all melded together and you're like, wow, this guy is a real prick. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think maybe some of it may have been in the editing, like they, the way they edit the film to, to make the story go faster. You know, they probably cut out some of the stuff that we could have probably seen variations of dickness, deleted, you know, deleted scenes where you see him like a retrospective shot, like he's looking into the stars. Or yeah. You know, something like that, but I did together, you know what I mean? But like for me, like the major turning point, and I think this would have been for any dick spoiler there, by the way, um, was like their, their near death experience. Let's just put it that way. And I, I think at, at that point, that would have been an eye-opening experience. Instead, what does he do come out? What, are you going to go home like a little baby, like a little bitch? You know, I'm like, dude, really? It was kind of hardcore. Like, I would have turned around and whooped his ass. Seriously, I know. I wouldn't have. There wouldn't have been no talking about it. It would have been like, you know what? Bam, right into the pillar. Bitch. What the fuck? He did whoop his ass, too. Yeah, he did. I hey, mean, that hey, was... Seth Rogen got some shots in, dude. Put some cheap shots. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> up on the bitch. Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> but I loved how they, um, how Kato used everything around him to beat the shit out of Seth Rogen. It was, it was awesome. That's so, that's so typical martial arts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what makes them so dangerous. My favorite, it's... my favorite is, my favorite was the foosball. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. 
dude. I still like Seth Rogen, though, and he's like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the first round, he gets his ass kicked. He's like, all right, you know what? Truce, man, truce. It's, yeah, truce. Pop! <laughs> Sucker punched his ass. I was like, damn. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. So, uh, so by the way, uh, I heard you had to figure out a certain word this week. <laughs> so, check it out. I w- I'm going to be straight up. I was slacking off a little bit on the website because I'm trying to get this new job. And then my kid was like this and that. And just some personal issues. And sometimes you just get tied up in some bullshit. So, sapien, or oh, wait, I'm sapien. <laughs> oh, Matt, being a homie. Sent me an email like, hey, asshole, am I going to do all the fucking work for you? You know, and it was well-deserved. Well, he used a term called lip service, all right? (laughs) So I've never heard the fucking term before. (laughs) And maybe it was because we grew up in different spots or I'm just a dumbass. But I I I go for the latter. I go for the latter. That's right. (laughs) I never heard the word before, so I was confused. So I didn't want to look like a jackass, especially when someone's upset with me. (laughs) So I, um, I looked it up. Now, after I sifted through all the porn references, which I figured and hoped, <laughs> not what he meant, um, I figured out it meant bullshit. So then I'm like, well, why don't you just say bullshit? Bullshit makes more sense. And then I start typing and go, wait a minute. Bullshit doesn't make sense either. <laughs> and, then, and then being that I have ADD and like a touch of OCD and, and uh, yeah, you know me, you know, just all that shit, <laughs> um, I basically dwelled on the fact that those two terms didn't make sense to what they were saying for like an hour and a half, oh, you know, and I was Wikipediaing, Wikipedia-ing. Yes. Yeah, I, I even Q-Wikied that bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, trying to lip service on Q-Wiki and shit. So, uh, and then, and then I finally came to the conclusion that he actually did mean a porn reference and I'm, I'm disturbed, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I mean, I thought, I thought that, you know, that everyone knew, so, you know, but. What are you going to do? You're a bitch. <laughs> uh, anyway. Right. I think it's time for Why Is This News? So, because of a really nasty custody battle with her ex-boyfriend, Halle Berry was forced to step away from the Valentine's Day follow-up New Year's Eve. Ugh. <laughs> this isn't the bad part. She was replaced by Katherine Heigl. From such comedic gems as Life as We Know It, Killers, The Ugly Truth, and 27 Dresses. Why is this news? Because how in the name of hell does this woman continue to get work? I mean, she's like the Tyler Perry of acting. She makes movies as a producer, and they suck. She isn't likable, especially after she comes after the two projects that made made her a star, like Knocked Up and Grey's Anatomy. Once she... Once she realizes she comes off like a prima donna, now she's trying to soften her image. This woman should be relegated to the movies for Sci-Fi Channel with Tiffany. Sapien? <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> um, yeah, she's not... She annoys me. I know. Like, and, and, and this, obviously, is pure opinion, but she annoys me. <laughs> like, a lot. Like, I saw in that one flick... Um, what was that damn flick that she's with uh, the Irish dude or Scottish dude? Uh, the Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth. Pretty. The movie was okay, but like I just, uh, just I don't know. 
She's just not interesting. And then when she said that shit on about Grey's Anatomy, kind of pissed me off. And... Yeah, because it's like, okay, you're biting the hand that feeds you. I mean, what? Seriously? I mean, what? If you were a dog, we'd put you down. <laughs> you know, like just don't. <laughs> you need to put it in that perspective. You know. Yeah. Uh... And maybe she's just. I mean, and and this goes into uh, like maybe she's just a dumbass, but I don't think she is. And even if she is, she portrays herself to be intelligent, so we're gonna treat her as she's intelligent. And she needs to go watch her mouth. I, she she comes off and you know she comes off as. Um, she's high maintenance, but try to convince everybody that she's low maintenance. That's the exactly. worst kind. Yeah, which is yeah. yeah, and that's pretty much what the movie was about too. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, much. she was perfect for that role. Yeah, because she was high maintenance and was trying to be coached on how to be low maintenance. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, wow! What, what what do you got this week? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is gonna be cool. Stupid. <laughs> well, it's official. MTV is bringing back Beavis and Butthead. I'm gonna have to deal with this a lot now. Watch. Yeah, yeah. The Dimwitted Duo. Yeah, and I'm proud of that. (laughs) Dimwitted Duo will be making a comeback on the station that ran the original series from '93 to '97. No word yet if Judge will be involved in it this time around, but I think it's safe to assume that a whole new generation will be too busy to laughing to notice. Uh, Beavis and Butthead was the shit. Were you trying to do a Stephen Hawking's impression right there? Because I started to fuck up, and then I just, I don't know. I just, <laughs> that's what my brain did. I just went into a, a robot voice for a second. I just, like, <laughs> my breath, you know? Oh, man. Beavis and Butthead. God, I remember those back in the day. <laughs> yeah, this was, like, cool. Had the music videos. <laughs> yeah. That shit was so cool. I mean, that was back when MTV used to play music videos, and a lot of you young cats... <laughs> Might not know this, but music television used to be about music. Exactly. <laughs> now, now that's the the thing is going to be like you know because they were hard rockers. There are not many of them nowadays. It's mm. mostly R and B and all that stuff. So they're going to have a lot of shit to make fun of. I guarantee you that. Yeah, but they're obviously they're out of touch now. Yeah. So it's they're, like how what are they going to do? Like you know, what, they going to fucking rock out to the White Stripes? Oh, which, oh the white wait, just broke out. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess they can't do that either. <laughs> Ooh, too soon? <laughs> it might be a little too soon. Cause mm. they, yeah. <laughs> Leave us a butthead. The shit. Uh, this was perfect, as um, Nomad said on thelazygeeks.com. This is perfect when you're coming home late. Like, just fucking drunk. <laughs> or just tired. Or just dumb. <laughs> it's just something to watch, you know? I, I, I think I used either drunk, blazed, or... Uh... I think you were drunk, fried, and like, or just completely just tired. <laughs> yeah, which pretty much will have yield the same effect. Exactly. You know, so it's whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time for the rundown. All right. So my uh, my win of the week goes to Motorola. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's it's Motorola. This week they released a teaser trailer for their Super Bowl commercial using Apple's famous 1984 commercial. Mm-hmm. Two th- 2011 looks a lot like 1984. After what Apple did with the iPod, Apple imposes one authority, uses one design, and offers just one way to work. The teaser suggested using a the world-famed... Uh, Apple iPod earbuds. So 
now some non you know non Apple haters are coming after Motorola, claiming a bunch of stuff that their proposed tablet that they don't like. But I think they missed the point. I liked the teaser, and I I think it. I think when a company points out the obvious, whether their device changes the game or not, it does point out a simple truth about Apple and their closed source mentality. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, they're over there, you know, in that commercial, in the original commercial, they were all like, oh, yeah, break away, try something new and different. Now, who has the market share? Apple. It's typical bullshit, like always. If you're going to buy an Apple product, you are going to use that Apple product the way Apple wants you to use it. Not the way you want to use it, unless you want to use it the Apple way. But if you want to do anything different that is askew a to anything that was in their fucking plans, you're not going to do it. It's just the way this shit is. I think, a- you, I think you can change your desktop on an iMac. That's about it. You know, it's just <laughs> freaking this ridiculous. One of the things that they, they pointed out, actually, was um, talking about the, the new Motorola Zoom tab, um, tablet that, oh, it's not really open source because you have to go through so many more intricate layers to do it, you know, but Apple, you know, with an iPhone, you only have to go through. It's like, well, wait a minute. That's not the point. Apple isn't designed to be open source. It's called jailbreaking, and even Apple does not support jailbroken devices. And I am fine. I mean, Apple has never said they were open source, which I'm fine with. Yeah. But I don't, I don't mind... Or I don't know why everyone is so into claiming they're open source when they're not. Uh, a perfect one is Cisco, the company Cisco. Mm-hmm. They they bought OpenOffice, which is a which is a open sourced um, like fucking Microsoft Office. Right. And now they're like, oh, we're open source. We're open source on that one project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's just it's the trend now to claim open source when you're not. You know, it's just so stupid. <laughs> and, and I'm not stupid too. I know. It's, go back to the jailbreaking thing. If you are an experienced computer user, you can get an iMac to do anything you want it to do. But it's more difficult than if you were on a PC. We all know that. And it's not like they're promoting that that you could do that shit. Yeah. And they're if you and if it and if you f it up, you can't go to the Genius Store and you know expect them to help you. They'll be like, oh no, that's no, we don't touch that. All right, what do you got? Max can suck it. PS3 <laughs> saves to the cloud. I'm telling you, this is the shit. I knew they were going to do this eventually, too. I called it back in the day. <laughs> I know I'm not the only person that this has happened to, by the way. I come to Nomad's house. Well, I might be the only person that came to Nomad's house and did it. Um, I come to Nomad's house bragging about how, quote-unquote, leap I am in a certain game. He tells me I'm a lying douchebag. Only not in so many words. Usually he just <laughs> says douchebag. Um... Well, those days are behind us. Sony will soon introduce. Introduce? Yes. Sony will soon <laughs> introduce ooh, oh. a new feature to the PlayStation 3 that will allow users to store their saved games on the Sony servers. Not only does this keep a backup of your saves or trophies in case your PS3 breaks, but opens the possibility to always have access to your personal PS3 data anywhere there is a PS3 with an internet connection. Unfortunately, though, you have to be a PlayStation Plus member to take advantage of this feature when it comes out, which is kind of lame, but still. Um, this shit. Like, this, I mean, they, they should have been doing this from the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've, oh, I'm always nervous that my system's going to break and I'm going to lose my saves. Because if you're a gamer, your saves are like yeah 
books in the Bible. Like, they're that important. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, if they go down, you're screwed. And I dig how I can come, like, I can come to your, your spot and, like, let's say we want to play Call of Duty, whatever, and I can link up to my account and then I'll have my shit there. So all my trophies are there, my um, online sets, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so dope. Like, it's just pimp shit. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I mean the the whole needing to be on the PlayStation Plus that's kind of lame. But honestly, PlayStation Plus is kind of sick. Like you get a lot of exclusive demos, you get a lot of um, like games for cheaper prices on the PlayStation Network, and it's the same price as Xbox Live. So if nobody's bitching about paying for Xbox Live, you should be bitching about playing for PlayStation Three because <laughs> you could still play games at least on the PlayStation Three. Yeah, you know, but the, but the little exclusive shit, it's worth it. I think. I mean, I personally don't have it because I'm broke like a bitch. But eventually I'll have it because it's the shit. And I want to be able to save to the cloud. I just like saying that. <laughs> to where the cloud. Sa- where, are your, <laughs> yeah, where, where are your saves, Adam? I don't see them here. They're on the cloud. <laughs> yeah. And have theme music pop up right And then, there. Every time, then every time you access it, you go, make it rain, bitch. Yeah, because they're on the cloud. Get it? Because you make it rain. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, what fucked up this week on your bit? Well, my fail of the week goes to Time Warner chairman and CEO Jeff Books. He end who, of story right yeah, there. Yeah, it's right just there. a fail. <laughs> who is thinking of raising prices? It charges to Netflix and the rental kiosk Redbox. Essentially, it comes down to money. Most analysts think that they pay closer to what retailers pay to sell the um, movie studios' products. While it says it's very happy with their 28-day delay, he said that the DVD fees Time Warner gets from Netflix and Redbox are not really commiserate of the of with the value the company provides. Commiserate. Yeah, I know. I was like, going, really, really, we had to use that word. He said that the value is considerably higher than uh, the prices account for basically he made a, he made a threat i mean announcement while uh he was revealing that time warner is offering a video on demand service hmm curious uh which will release um video on demand movies to the homes 60 days after their release in theaters so what it comes down to is a veil threat either get it from time warner for a price or be forced to wait and pay more when we charge uh more to netflix and uh, redbox yeah. yeah, and get a horse head in your bed. Pretty much. Jeez, man. Time Warner with the Gestapo tactics. Seriously, I know. They're, they're being the Mr. Chibi. Oh, no, we're happy with it. But at the same time, we're going to fuck you up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what what, uh, what, uh, what failed for you? <sighs> Something that's been failing for quite some time anyway. But let's get into specifics. Uh... <laughs> enough, with <the> gen- <laughs> enough with the generalities. <laughs> that's right. Patrick Hendricks, who is not famous and you do not know him, before we get into this, Patrick Henders has recently discovered what we all already knew. AT&T is a dishonest company. What? Yeah. Oh. Hendri- AT&T is the Apple of cell phone service. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Apple is the AT&T. Fuck it. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, Hendrix, which is all awesome name. Like, seriously, like, Hendrix, awesome name equals right. Just want to put that out there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> calls the AT&T billing system... A rigged gas pump after he was charged for overage that he never used on his iPad. As we know, AT&T sells iPads with data plans. 
and AT&T does not offer unlimited data plans because they're stupid. Um, a two-month review by an independent consulting firm hired by Hendrix's lawyers found that AT&T consistently overcharges its customers for data by 7 to 14%. To prove this fact... The consulting firm, for, the consulting firm bought an iPhone, which iPad, iPhone, same fucking thing. Uh, iPhone from the AT&T store turned off push notifications, location services, closed all apps, and did not enable email, but was still charged for for 35 data transactions over a 10-day period for a total of 2,292 kilobytes of usage. I don't know how that would happen, but <laughs> um, Hendrix says, although this has a modest effect on the consumer, has a huge effect on AT&T's bottom line. Yeah. He is suing for breach of contract and unjust enrichment, which I just think sounds cool. He also wants damages as well as costs, which always comes with some pissed off. They always want damages. I think, one, I'm not surprised, and two, AT&T is an asshole. Like. Oh, yeah. This is just fucking like. Do they learn their lesson? We know that nobody trusts you anyway. Yeah. Like nobody likes you. You know, you're already fucked because Verizon has the rights to sell that iPhone four now for all the people that like iPhones. So you're already screwed because they offer unlimited data plans. <laughs> um, you are digging a hole. I think AT and T is an old. They're they're stuck in an old business model and they're relying more on their um reputation as being a company that's been around forever yeah. you know to, to to hold them and that's that's not the way the world works now you keep fucking up no one's going to use you no one likes at&t anyway the only reason people use at&t right now is it's because the of the iphone which by the way uh was it yesterday or today it was yesterday yesterday, yesterday actually get that, on Verizon. That, that would be wednesday um as opposed to when this podcast i'm sorry yes yeah. wednesday <laughs> my bad no it's not sunday no <laughs> um on wednesday february 3rd Let's get more specific. February 3rd, 2011, the uh, <laughs> Verizon started selling um, the freaking iPhone 4. And that was done. Be, yeah. And I mean, they're getting iPads too, right? Verizon's getting iPads too. Oh, yeah. They, they have the iPad done. and they're going to have also the Android versions. Now, the thing is, is that I know because AT&T had such a market share with the um, iPhone and all of that stuff. But now you have... Verizon carrying it. And we all know that eventually further down the line, T-Mobile and everybody else is going to start having it. Yeah. And they've had the market share for so long. Now they're going to be like, okay, how do we do to keep up? And uh, they realize that, oh, crap. You know, I mean, and their phones aren't all that slick. They aren't all that cool. I mean, they have the same phones that everybody else has, but AT&T service just is horrible. And, you know, people will say, oh, yeah, all the iPhone users can go over to Verizon and, and slow down their network. It's like, no, but AT&T had a shitty network before. Yeah. So, I don't, I, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I'm i not surprised. Yeah. But we'll see. Well, they, someone, someone told me, like, oh, you're going to go get a get an iPhone now? And I'm like, why? It's like, because now it's not on AT&T. I'm like, I, I hate both companies. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, if I would have got an iPhone for AT&T, I would have been the biggest hypocrite on the planet, for one. <laughs> now, if I get an iPhone on Verizon, I'm going to be half a hypocrite, which is just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get my Blackberry soon. No, what? <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know what I think it's time for? The comic rundown. Ooh. All right, so here are the five biggest stories in the comic book realm. Number five, 
Marvel has begun teasing fans with the whole death of Spider-Man in the Ultimates line. Why is everyone dying? Uh, you know, they got to raise money somehow. Uh, this... Do a fundraiser or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week they released uh, an image of the web slinger lean, leaning next to his tombstone with a big chunk bitten out of it. Uh, does it help or hurt the comic books with the teaser images? Who knows, but all we do know is that the story begins in the coming month, and uh, we'll see if he actually stays dead. I might follow that one, too. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's supposed to be, it looks cool, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Number four, Marvel Comics are now for sale on Google Chrome web browser. Select Marvel Comic titles are now available on the HTML5-based web store optimized for Chrome. This store allows is online and will allow people to get digital comics of their titles for readers, especially those without the mobile devices like iPad, iPhone, and iPod Touch. While it's designed to use with Chrome, it can be accessed through Firefox and Safari. Now, keep in mind, it just opened, so there's not a whole lot of titles. Right. Um, there's really like uh, – when I went on there and checked it out myself, it was like Thor and um, – some, some other some, some A list, some A list list. But what bugs me though is Marvel sells comics on their on their website. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, number three actually kind of pertains to number uh, four. Uh, Comicsology has finally come through with its promise to allow retailers to benefit from sales of digital comics. Now comic retailers will allow their customers to purchase digital comics off their websites and share in the proceeds of the sale. Retailers have been very concerned about not being able to be part of the digital addition to the market. We think giving retailers the opportunity to sell their, com- their to their customers online digitally is really important, and in a, we're in a great position to help them with that, says Co- um, Comixology CEO David Steinberger. Uh, we have relationships with many retailers already. And this is just a great opportunity for both retailers and publishers to continue to expand and profit in terms of digital comics altogether. By the way, Comixology is the shit, too. It is, dude. Uh, you can set up pull lists and all that shit. I like that. That's yeah. always been cool. And it sends you that little e- um, that little e- yeah, emails you e- emails you the, the e-minder. Yeah, that <laughs> it e-minder. emails you your pull list for the week. Like, it's pretty yeah. dope. It is cool, and I've always been cool with that. And, and uh, you know, Sapien and I were talking about that earlier, that digital comics may be the way to go, because you know what? It's just a lot of room. You know, it's a lot yeah, of room. You could have... You could have like for books too. You could have a Kindle or a Nook or whatever for for thousands of books you fill in, and then get like a tablet, not an iPad, a tablet <laughs> where you can have like all your comic books on it. Yeah, and then and, yeah, an iPad, I guess, for the sake of comic <laughs> books. If you want to get get it on Verizon, no, <laughs> there only, you go. Only be half a bitch. You understand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two. This week, Marvel has been pushing hard after their sold-out issue of Fantastic Four, number 587, which featured the death of Johnny Storm. Marvel released a preview building up to the big final issue. The four-page preview features Spider-Man finding young Franklin sitting on top of the building. They share a little convo and take off to clear their heads. Spider-Man's appearance in any comic is always a big draw for fans. The final issue of Fantastic Four, 588, hits comic stores this month. And the number one comic book story of the week, following the assassination of Cobra Commander in Cobra 12, IDW Publishing's G.I. Joe line will begin a new phase in April's Cobra Issue Zero. 
it will it's it will issue a new status quo for three ongoing series series a relaunched gi joe title a snake eyes ongoing series and a relaunch of the cobra series the three new series can be read individually they will now be closely more closely integrated uh than they have been since the idw began publishing the title in 2008 writer chuck dixon uh, had this to say about the assassination. I think it's also that readers can see a, um, see a potential for a really great story coming out of this. Whereas the death of Superman or the death of whoever is going to die in Fantastic Four, we all know it's, that is a kind of a stunt. But because we are, we know that G.I. Joe is essentially a war comic, Characters dying are more logical parts of the story, and they know this Cobra Commander ain't never coming back. Because sure. we don't deal with that kind of stuff, then who will succeed him is a potential fantastic story. So that should be definitely cool, because you know a lot of times in the old old GI Joe series, no one ever really died. Yeah, you know, you you, were, you just you know took a vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you disappear. You were killed off. Like the famous one in the old series, I mean the old 80s, the original series, was when um, they had this big shakeup on G.I. Joe um, in the G.I. Joe universe where General Flag was um, killed by Cobra Commander and the Baroness was supposedly left for dead and her his tank exploded and that was supposed to be the end of her. And then like six issues later, she comes back, her face was reconstructed and she came back in Switzerland and hotter than ever. And she I looks mean, like the Baroness from the movie. Oh, God, man. Yes. God. I don't know what. Cena Miller in that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... I, yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, moving away from the, the comic portion and fantasy. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Never move away from the fantasy, my friend. <laughs> yeah, because then this is going to be turned into a really weird podcast. Um, well... This last week, we've been seeing the the country of Egypt in the midst of what essentially is a civil war. Uh, now, we're not going to turn this podcast into why this is either good or a bad thing. Since this is a geeks podcast, we wanted to focus on the prominence of social media coming into play on this, the good and the bad sides. According to all news reports, this anti-government rally uh, came to be because of a page on Facebook. I mean, we all have seen, uh, we see them all the time. Most of them are fan pages. You'll see them on, you know, the corner of your Facebook. Anyone with a bit of common sense and a little, a little wit can create a fan page. Christ, we even have one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the big things that I was kind of impressed with was, and I, I tweeted this last, last week because we didn't bring this up last week because it had really kind of just been a couple of days into it and it was just kind of the peace protest. Um, the peace, peace protest, if I can even say that, um, you know, and, and Sapien was sitting there going, you know, it's just funny that overseas, they can use it to revolutionize a government. Over here, we use it to organize flash mobs. Hmm. And I, Which are cool. Yeah, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't get us wrong, they're cool and all, but the big thing that I was looking at is that, it, you know... Uh, it was on Twitter and Facebook. And why you think, oh, my God, it was Facebook. I mean, you know, I just go on there just to check to see what my friends are doing or where they're at or whatever. You know, and I mean, it would have been gay if it was on uh, MySpace. That just would have been. Yeah, that would have been that would have been or like Friendster or something, which is, <laughs> you know, then then no one would have seen it. <laughs> exactly. But you have like 
you know, you have Facebook and Twitter, which is is really cool because when you think about it, you think like revolutions and uprisings happened before this. You know, they didn't have Facebook and and um and Twitter, and it's just like now you're garnering, you can gain so much more support for your you know your ideals and stuff like that, and and actually can get so many people to go and protest and start marching through the streets. And I just thought it was completely amazing that people are actually using it for something that it can be. Because that's that's the thing is is that thinking outside of the box, and when I mean the box is like the United States. Yeah. You know, it's that you think here's something that we can utilize and make and, and make a difference as opposed to here in the box, um, oh my god, I'm in a pit. My I uh my heart's broken and my tears are are uh, cleaning my cheeks only to think of you. And that's all we tweet and all we post and we use Twitter to follow what the celebrities are saying or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's just unique, you know. And one of the other things that I was thinking about was you know, can I you know, can you truly now in this day and age, can you truly keep the people quiet? I mean, can you really keep them quiet? Yeah, it's not. I mean, <laughs> and I I thought it was amazing when each said, "Well, we turn the internet off." Like, are you gonna? Do you think that makes you look good? Yeah, like, do you think that the world is like, oh well, he's awesome because he just cut off all communication between people? I mean, it's ridiculous. While, while I think most people became aware of this issue when suddenly the internet was turned off. You know, yeah. you think like, what did he do? Just unplug the cord? Did he take the cord out of the router and then suddenly everybody was like offline? Well, they were talking about um, doing that here. Well, if yeah. you remember, I think it was Lieb- was it Lieberman that was talking about doing that? Um, actually, it was the Obama administration is considering yeah, right. that. They, they, and then everyone was like, yeah, but we can't think of a logical reason to cut off all communication. Uh. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's on, The only reason it would be used is in a situation like in Egypt where he doesn't want people to rally against him. So he turns off their line of communication. Yeah. You know, they're re- that I was watching on the news that they're actually considering that again. The kill switch basically is what it is. But they're using it as, well, in case there's a cyber attack. On the United States, we can cut off the internet. No bullshit. Yeah. They've already attacked us so many times, and it hasn't affected that. I mean, if they're going after something, I want to. Now, one thing that I, I always love is the internet is not what central location. There is not one company called the internet that everybody gets their thing. It's not like a power plug, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like huh, where do we cut the power? Where do we cut the internet off? Oh, let's go to the internet and tell them to turn it off it doesn't work that way you know i mean you would only use it only in the event to try to keep people quiet but then look what happened when they did it in egypt google and twitter dude they came together and they're like we've got to get those twitters out there how can we do this ah we'll have people call this number and then their messages will be tweeted so you have places like iran which have state-sponsored internet which is basically more mind wash material for you here. Read this and believe everything we say. <laughs> but then you have the educated kids that are going, yeah, these these guys are douchebags. Let's find a way around it. Yep. They find a way around it, and then they get to the real internet. They get to see the YouTube clips of the dogs peeing on babies. They get to see, you know, the Western culture. They and they realize, I we want that. 
we want to be a prosperous nation. We can be a prosperous nation. And then what happens is, is the shit goes down and then they go ahead and decide, hey, we want to go ahead and uh, cut the internet off because too many people are trying to, uh, to uh, fuck up what we've got. Which honestly, I think that was a major uh, way to get some of the some of the stragglers in the world that were kind of like, oh well, is it the people's fault or is it his fault? I think as soon as he turned the internet off, it became- pretty much every, it was his fault. Everything. Nobody asked any more questions. Like, oh wait, he's a dick. I mean, you you know, can, it was done and done. You can try to go ahead and say, oh well, he did it for a reason. He did it because he believed, you know, they were being egged on by outsiders, Westerners, or as a lot of people like to say, America is trying to get involved and blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, is that he turned it off, which cuts the free flow of information. No matter how you spin it, you're going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You cut off yep. the internet. You try, you stop people from trying to talk. Yeah. You stop the free flow of information and every free nation on the planet is going to hate you now. Yeah. So, I, and I was just amazed with, like, everybody using text messages and Twitter and, you know, loading their videos on YouTube so people amazing. could to do it. And it's just like, you think about this, like, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, we didn't have this shit. Yep. You know? And that's just 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, that's not even that long ago. 2001. I, yeah. You know? You we think, had the internet, but we didn't have all this shit. Yeah, you had the internet. And, you know, you think about it because you think 10 years ago, 9-11. People were using cell phones. You're thinking, oh, my God, people were trying to call cell phones. And they said one of the eeriest sites was when they went to the um, World Trade Center and stuff like that. And they're hearing cell phones going off, Yeah. You know, which is eerie. And you know nobody's alive in there. But at the same time, you didn't have YouTube as prevalent as it is now. There's no Facebook. There was no Twitter. There was none of that. Now you have all of that. So it's really harder to rein in all the technology that's out there. Yep. And, you know, especially th- when the technology you're trying to shut off is doing everything it can to get to the people. Exactly. I loved how Twitter and it was Facebook, right? Yeah. How they were just like, you know what? Fuck him. We're <laughs> going to do it a different way now. We're going to expand our technology for free just so these people can communicate with each other. And that was a fucking beautiful thing. Like, and now that I've started, I know from a personal level, now that I've started using it, I I see why it's kind of cool. Yeah. And especially when this Egypt thing happened, I was like, wow, Twitter is kind of amazing. Yeah. Like, like I, I kind of, st- I always thought of Twitter as like a retarded Facebook. <laughs> I know, I know that's, I know that's messed up, but like it's, it, Facebook has the same thing where you can update, but it has a lot of other things you can do, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Twitter, you can just update. But now I'm starting to learn about, you know, how it's just so – it's just amazing how just a little one sentence. I mean one sentence can change your entire day. It can change your entire life. I mean it's just – it's crazy how – I still can't – it boggles the fucking mind we're talking about right now. I can't even get over how Twitter and Facebook was used in this entire fucking thing like it was just amazing there <laughs> uh well now on to uh my topic of the day which was really interesting for me and nomad <laughs> <laughs> uh the kepler mission which was uh you know i'm just gonna read what i wrote nasa's kepler mission has been <laughs> has made a discovery of several hundred potential planets um revolving around other star- stars uh, five of which are similar to Earth and located in the habitable zone. Ooh. For those not familiar with the term, the habitable zone is the distant sweet spot 
a planet can be from its host star to be the right temperature for liquid water to form and be sustainable, which means not, you know, turn to gas or ice. I love the fact that they use sweet spot. I actually use sweet spot. Oh, you use sweet spot? Yeah, that was a little thing I like to put in, you know? All right, anyway. (laughs) You like like to make it a little more real. I should have said the distance G spot. Yeah. All right, anyway, this is serious. I want you to quit fucking stepping on my shit, okay? Real quick. (laughs) NASA claims the Kepler mission has uncovered 1,235 stars, star orbiting potential planets. I'm sorry. Out of 54 planets found in a habitable zone, only five are about the size of Earth with the others being much larger, like super earth size. I love how they use super earth. That That's cool. That's like someone yeah. read some comic books when they were coming up with that. <laughs> uh, this may not sound like a lot of planets um, with the vastness of the universe, but keep in mind the Kepler mi- mission scan has only covered one out of 400th. How do you say that? One 400th. One 400th yeah. of the sky uh, quoted the fact that we found so many planets planet candidates is such a tiny fraction in such a tiny fraction of the sky suggests that there are countless planets orbiting sun-like stars in our galaxy said william boric the kepler's mission sounds a little ruski to me you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) the kepler kepler (laughs) missions science science principal investigator at nasa's amas amas what amas whatever (laughs) at their research center said and he also went on to say we went from zero to 68 Earth-sized planet candidates and zero to 54 candidates in the, in the habitable zone, some of which could have moons with liquid water, which is even more planetary bodies with, you know, with habitable. Da, 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 da. Although it will take time to get some final answer answers on this, this should turn out to be one of humanity's greatest discoveries. If they find planets that are earth-like i'm not even talking about life i'm just talking earth-like planets with liquid water with the same kind of temperatures as us as our earth it's just amazing i know you think about it and you're thinking like i mean one four hundredth of the sky i mean that's like what an inch if you're looking up at the sky from here that's like a pinprick on uh a fucking uh that's like a grain of sand grain of sand (laughs) On the fucking and fuck it. What what uh what no man said. <laughs> I mean it's just it's just amazing when you start thinking about that. Like you know because we all we all believe that like or we like to believe you know we are the cosmic center of the universe. You know we the that humans the lazy geeks <laughs> are the cosmic center. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the you know it's just it's just amazing. Like I've always been a firm believer that we can't be the only one here. Yeah. You know, that regardless of, I mean, whether you're religious or not, I, I you know, because there's always that belief that, uh, oh, well, the Bible says that we, you know, God created Earth or something like that. Yeah, it says he created it and within seven days, but you don't think he had other rough drafts? <laughs> I like it. I mean, or even, even if there is a God and he created the, the Earth, why would he tell you he created other ones too? He's got to tell you everything. Yeah, you know, he he just, you know, you, I created you guys, you know, I created you is all you really need to know. I mean, you don't need to know about everything else or anything else, because that that really isn't the point as far as 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 the way it is concerned in the Bible. But, you know, like, um, you know, there has to be not even a human, you know, a humanoid or even another species, you know, out there. And, you know, I, I just think it's human arrogance that assumes that 
we must be the only one or we're the most advanced. Like there can't be somebody more yeah. advanced than us. We are the smartest and greatest life forms in all the universe. Like when you watch those like UFO shows and they're like going, well, there's no way that um that could be faster than like technology because we don't have that. Oh, so we're the benchmark? Yeah. So I mean, think of it logically. We're kind of on the outskirts of our galaxy. Yeah. And being if the Big Bang Theory is correct, which we pretty much all kind of on a consensus that it is, um, things expand outwards, which means life would form towards the inside first yeah so if we're on the outskirts i mean i'm not really gonna i'm not gonna walk you through it you know what i mean but i (laughs) I think we can i think it's safe to assume that we might be the we might be the bitches we might be the backwood it's like oh my god (laughs) they're still using radio waves like really (laughs) what's really going on you You know know what i mean you know the techno geeks over there are going oh my god dude oh my god oh my god they're still using (laughs) television signals what the (laughs) these guys are retarded <laughs> oh man, these guys are hilarious. I love watching them. You so know. basically, keep a lookout for Kepler mission. Um, there's big things going on with with that. I mean, if they start finding planets that are like Earth, it's done and done. Because Earth-like doesn't mean it has rolling green hills and oceans. <laughs> it just means it's in relatively the same same. But it does have to have sun. Yes. <laughs> Much like Mars. Um. <laughs> It's it's in the same distance from its its host star as, as we are from the sun. Uh, it is roughly the same size, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, I think it's uh, time we go into some reviews here. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. It's Nomad, and I'm concluding my reviews of BBC shows available on DVD. I conclude this week with another sci-fi geek tie-in seemed to be a common thread through the last couple of uh, DVDs. Well, this one is Sherlock. This is the modernization of the Arthur Conan Doyle detective classic. The series is created by Mark Gattis and the current Doctor Who executive producer, Stephen Moffat. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock Holmes, who's a relatively unknown in the United States, but you may, may recognize him as the voice on the Discovery Channel's Into the Universe with Stephen Hawking's, where he provided the narration for the series. It also stars Martin Freeman as Dr. Watson. He's best known for his roles in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Love Actually, and most recently is currently starring in The Hobbit. While the series only is only three episodes long, each episode runs about 90 minutes in length. Benedict Sherlock Holmes is very much a modern telling of what we saw in uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s film back in 2009. Sherlock is a police consultant, but has no respect from anyone on the force. They think he is a short minute away from being a killer himself. Unlike Guy Ritchie's Sherlock, he rambles off many facts and a few guesses into the... In, are thrown into his theories, hoping that most of it sticks to the wall. Very antisocial in behavior, but immediately finds a kinship in Watson. The beginning finds Watson back in London after being shot in the shoulder in Afghanistan, but has a phantom pain in his leg. Most think it's psychosomatic, but Watson believes it's real. The series takes many of the essential characteristic traits of each, uh, of each and blends them splendidly into the 21st century. Watson's propensity for keeping the journal of their investigations is now a blog. Sherlock uses text message to communicate with people as his antisocial behavior would allow. The first episode, A Study in Pink, not only introduces the main character um, to each other, but Watson joins him on the journey to find why random people are committing suicide. I like this pilot episode in, 
into the series. And there's just one little moment that kind of took me away from it. It was just a scene where I thought it took a little too long for Sherlock to figure out the common thread than it should have. Uh, when the audience is almost two steps ahead of you, I think that's when you kind of lost them. But it's quickly def- pulls you back into the episode. The second episode, the blind banker has random people being killed while they are locked safely in their homes. The final episode is The Great Game, finally brings in the thread that has been hanging on the series since the first episode. It's a chase, a chase spun from boredom. I think this is a fantastic series and one I will continue to follow when it begins filming later this year. Uh, Everything about this show is amazing from the writing to the direction to the performances. While it is a fantastic mystery, while it has and it has many twists and turns. It is a character study in them as individuals and them as a team. I recommend popping onto Netflix and putting this in your queue quickly. Do not, you will not be disappointed. Now I think it's time to see what Sapien thought of Runes of Magic. Hello, this is Sapien back with another free-to-play MMO review. Uh, today's a popular one by the names of Runes of Magic. There are many features of this game that earned its nickname a WoW clone, but some interesting game mechanics as well. Character customization was pretty in-depth. There was plenty of options for hair and face. Uh, You can alter the overall size of your character with sliders and stuff like that, not to mention individual body parts, which I don't think I need to get specific. Uh, The graphics are good, but the art style didn't really grab me. Uh, It's pretty much a personal preference, but it's realistic graphics, but it's Asian anime-inspired, so everything kind of has that cutesy overtone that I don't like. Um, The controls are nearly identical, and basic game mechanics are the same to World of Warcraft, which is the main reason why it's called a WoW clone. Uh, This is either a good thing or a bad thing. This depends on if you liked World of Warcraft or not. One really interesting um, mechanic, though, was the dual class system, where you have a primary class that you start with, and then at level 10 you select a secondary class to go along with that. Um, You do level these classes individually, which causes for um, more gameplay, but also, I mean, for instance, if you select a knight, which is a melee, a melee warrior, basically, um, and you select your secondary as a priest, you'll be a melee warrior with some healing abilities, which is never a bad thing. Um, the cash shop, though, can cause some gameplay balance issues. Some of the most po- powerful enchantments in the game are only located on the store. Uh, this can be an issue because those with more money in real life will have a more powerful character. Uh, Runes of Magic's, Runes of Magic's excuse me, in-game currency is called Diamonds, which can be purchased on the auction house with in-game gold, but it's still, you really do need the shop if you're gonna, if you're gonna level up. Uh, so the pros of this game is it's a WoW clone, but free, so if you're into games that are stylized like WoW, but you don't have any money, you could play Runes of Magic. Uh, it's very content-rich, um, they're always giving updates to this game, free expansions, stuff like that. Uh, there's lots of things to do, uh, which, you know, because that goes in the second one, because there's a lot of content. Uh, the cons, though, WoW clone is also a con, because if you don't like World of Warcraft, you're not going to like this game. Uh, the cash shop balance is just a big con for me. Art style, which is more of a personal thing for me, and being that that was more of a personal thing, I'm going to throw a fourth one on there. There are only two races. Uh, I personally believe this game has been out long enough where there should be more than two races. You can only either choose a human, of course, and then elf. I think they need to step it up. But I did enjoy my time at Runes of Magic. 
it does have some shortcomings, but I mean, what free-to-play game doesn't? Uh, but I mean, with so many people playing it, such a large player base, there must be something to it. Uh, I do suggest trying this one out. Um, just be ready that if you really do get into this game, you are going to have to throw some money at that cash shop. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time for some douchebaggery. Uh, so my uh number three douchebag. <laughs> uh, I like I titled this. What did I title this? Oh, truth is in the details. Um, let's see. Caller tells cop man broke windshield, leaves out that he tried to run him over. <laughs> this comes from uh, stltoday.com. A Maryland Heights man who was who is deaf and had an interpreter reports to police earlier this month that a man broke the windshield of his car. What Andrew Stry- Streiser failed to um, have the caller mention, according to the police, is that he was trying to run over a man at the time. And he tried to run over him not once, but twice. Streiser of Maryland Heights faces felony charges of first-degree assault and armed criminal action. Streiser was contacted by the journal through an interpreter with the video relay um, service. During the phone call, an interpreter was in the video contact with Streiser and therefore able to use sign language. I don't know why they had to go through that whole thing. <laughs> uh, Streiser referred to questions through his attorney. Through his attorney, I don't think it was just a misunderstanding, the attorney said. I haven't seen the police report yet, so I can't comment any further. Lieutenant Craig McClu- uh, McGuire of uh, St. Charles County Sheriff's Department said the incident appears to be a case of road rage. It began near the traffic signal of Jung Station Road and Upper Bottom Road shortly after 1 p.m. January 14th when James Richardson uh, said he noticed a Lincoln Town car following closely behind his four Taurus. Richardson told police he stopped at the signal and Streiser began blowing his horn. McGuire said Streiser followed Richardson onto Aaron Road, Aaron Rock Drive, where he forced him to pull over. Streiser was not only blowing his horn at him, but yelling at Richardson as well. Richardson exited his car and approached the Lincoln. Streiser drove into Richardson, throwing him onto the hood and breaking the windshield. Uh, McGuire said Richardson rolled off the hood, and according to McGuire, Streiser drove into him again. <laughs> Streiser reportedly left uh. the scene. And Richardson was taken to SSM St. Joseph Health Center for treatment, and he has since been released. Maryland Heights police were later contacted by an interpreter calling on behalf of Streiser, who reported that a man had smashed his windshield. Streiser was released from St. Charles County Jail January 19th after posting $20,000 bail. Uh, He ordered to stay away from Richardson as part of his release. Mr. Streiser is hostile towards the victim for an unknown reason, according to the deputy statement on, in the court file. Gee, I think. <laughs> God. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> That's just, I love it. Oh, my God. This is a man broke my windshield. Oh, well, how'd that happen? I don't know. It may have been when I <laughs> ran into him twice. <laughs> Why do you report that? 
I mean, you know, oh, well, you do need the the police. Yeah, that's a, that's a douchebag on just reporting it. You know what I mean? Oh, you, though you do need a police report when you try to file it with your insurance company, which I'm sure he tried to do. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm if I'm comfortable with any of that. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so my number two douchebag of the week, greed is a bitch. Oh. Apple blocks Sony ebook app. Is Kindle next? Apple is tightening. We seem to be on an Apple rant this this podcast. Good. <laughs> Let's see. Apple is tightening its Apple Store policy on eBooks, a move that has stalled the release of Sony's e-reader app and threatens trouble for Amazon's popular Kindle app. The New York Times reported Monday that Apple has rejected Sony's reader app for the iPhone because users would make their purchases in a browser rather than Apple's in-app payment system, cutting Apple out of the sales stream. Sony said that in, it, in a prepared statement that it has opened a dialogue with Apple but has reached an impasse at the time. A note posted on, the, on its website fills customers in on the dispute. Unfortunately, with little notice, Apple changed the way it enforces its rules, Sony wrote. Another reader app included those for Amazon's Kindle and Barnes & Noble's Nook. Open up web browser windows when users want to purchase an ebook. It's unclear whether those apps, which are already available on Apple's App Store, will be affected by Apple's apparent clampdown. Amazon and Barnes & Noble did not respond to requests for comment. Apple, in a statement Tuesday, says it's not changed our development terms or guidelines. But Apple also signaled that it has decided to interpret its rules more strictly. We are now requiring that if an Apple app offers customers the ability to purchase books outside of the apps, it has to – that that the same option is available for customers who, from within the app – with in-app purchase, the company said. That's a significant change and more likely to be more controversial with Amazon, which has already been aggressively building out its Kindle platform as touting it read anywhere portability. The customer said that last week, um, the company said that last week that the Kindle ebook is now outpaced both its hardcover and paperback seller, seller, um, sales, sorry. Uh, Sony's feud with Apple came in light just as Apple is stepping up its visibility as a player in the media market. Because, you know, this week they also launched that iPad-only newspaper with uh, News Corp, the Daily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, seems like um, Apple's getting a little more greedy there, saying, hey, we can't be, uh, we can't be cut out of this. Yeah, what a shock. <laughs> it's all about money. Like yeah. Time Warner and everybody else. With everybody, with every, even the companies you love. Yeah. It's about money. Okay, yeah. so this- everybody, everybody knocked Microsoft for oh, it's all you know they they charge us. I mean, Microsoft. Let's not let's say let's just be fair. Just to be fair, Microsoft did do a shitty job with the Xbox 360. Yes, they did charging for every peripheral wireless connection for a hundred bucks. You can get that, you know the or that. Oh, you know what pisses me off with the Xbox 360 is their hard drives. The oh, place okay. the PlayStation, it's a normal laptop hard drive. You just one screw, you can put whatever one you want in there. But they have this proprietary, like an Xbox only hard drive. It's so expensive. It's yeah, ridiculous. I know it was like a. It's like what almost like two hundred bucks for like a, depending on what kind of hard drive you want for yeah. it, and it's so obnoxious and, ugh. But it's just one of those things, you know. I'm like, like I'm saying, Sapien is an Apple hater. He, hey, he, he hates, hates a strong word. 
Okay. Seriously despise. There's <laughs> more. Uh, I and I don't I don't hate just real quick. I don't hate um every piece of technology they create. I just don't like the, their business practices. Yeah. And and the same thing for me. I own an uh, an iPod Touch. You know, and I at first wanted to get an iPhone, but once the Android phones came out, I think they're just as good, uh, and and I like them. It's but, not better. <laughs> but you know, that's the thing is, just that you know, yeah, Apple's business practices are a little as of late. You know, they are good at reliability; they they do last long. But now they're starting to churn it out every year, the same thing, just little minor touches here and there. That's the kind of thing that's been going. That's been really kind of hitting hard and that's what we're trying to that's what i'm going with yeah i just apple sucks <laughs> just done it done jesus all right well my number one douchebag of the week wasn't hugged enough as a child the los angeles unified <laughs> school district released a photo monday of jeff stenrus the school police officer who allegedly filed a false report about being shot by a would-be robber near El Camino High School last month, prompting nine schools in the Woodland Hills area to be placed on lockdown as hundreds of officers swarmed the area looking for a suspect who never materialized. <laughs> Strenos, 30, was released on $20,000 bail Thursday, hours after he was arrested on suspicion of filing a false police report in connection with the January 19th incident. In the mass lockdown, about 9,000 students were forced to stay in their classrooms for up to 10 hours, many without food, water, or restroom breaks. Wow. On Thursday, police officers announced that their investigation had determined that the story was made up and Strenos had shot himself. A law enforcement official who asked not to be named because he was not authorized to speak about the case. And he's a douchebag. Uh, uh, said <laughs> Stranrus was mishandling a firearm when he was shot. <sighs> the Los Angeles City Council voted unanimously, unanimously to sue Stranrus to the cost of an estimated $500,000 of the police dragnet that involved 350 officers and several helicopters over the seven-square-mile area. Los Angeles Unified School District Superintendent Ramon Cortinez said that he directed LAUSD Police Chief Steve Zipperman and the district's lawyers to immediately relieve Strenrus of duty and begin process of dismissing him. So to cover up the fact that you are, one, a douchebag for shooting yourself all day, <laughs> up and down, left and right, you're a douchebag for claiming, oh, it was some long-haired Dude in a ponytail, just making up some shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And if then, you say something, if you do some stupid, just own up to it. And then people will go, "The fucking dumbass," but then they'll forget about it. Yeah, you'll be the dumbass to shoot shoot himself. You have the one wisecrack and it's like, "Hey, be sure to hand you know handle that self." Or, "Oh, don't worry, he won't shoot us. So shoot himself." Ah, you know, ah, that on tilt. <laughs> exactly. You know, but that and that's the just just the thing. It's just like you you look at it and you're thinking, "Dude, why? Really?" Yeah. Really? You had to be that douchebag? Bitches. And, I mean, it's not only that, but there were people in that seven square miles that couldn't even get home. They blocked the kids, kids with no food and water. Like, it's just all because you're a fucking idiot. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And they're arresting people that just happen to be walking down the street. <laughs> hey, 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 where you go? Yeah. That kind <laughs> of fit the description. I mean, you know, you figure there's going to – and there's going to be lawsuits too. 
from those oh. people suing, going, hey, because this fucker shot himself because I looked the type. But uh, Profiling. Exactly. But he didn't say black man. He said white man. It's still profiling. <laughs> Even if you yeah, were... but it would have been worse if he had said he was oh, African American been... or Hispanic, especially this month. Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. You know, there's always. Have you ever noticed? Oh God, there's always tension on Black History Month. <laughs> like, there's always more in the news of like people saying, "Oh, well, he was." You know, it's a racially charged thing. And it's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> What's Hispanic? Isn't it Hispanics have a month too, don't they? I don't think so. No, we have the day Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, I got St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> but both Cinco de Mayo and St. Patrick's Day. Cinco de Mayo isn't for Hispanics, you prick. It's for specifically for Mexicans. Yeah, that's Mexicans. They're, they're they're considered Hispanic. Yeah, but what about all the rest of the Hispanics? Nah, they they over they turn over their governments left and right, so there's really no. Real, they can't really give yeah. me a specific day. That's forgot. I forgot that Mexico has everything in order. Exactly. <laughs> the, the drug cartel is only doing what the government wants them to That's do. That's right. Half their people are trying to come over here, and the other half are getting shot in the face. Exactly. That's <laughs> so part. Really of, it, that's the lottery over there. <laughs> you know, your, your number comes up. It's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. No, you get shot in the face. Ah, oh, you serious? <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah, we went into the seventh realm of hell the right there. Shirt. Bullshit. <laughs> or lip service. Right <laughs> yeah, there. You go. Um, so let's. Go Let's move into my shit. Yeah, let's see what your douchebags are this week. Uh, a burglar. Bur- burglar. Burglar. <laughs> a burglar? A burglar. A thief. <laughs> Thieves behind feather-covered rooms in Florida home. Hmm. Oh, wow. Fort Myers, Florida, of course. Of course. A burglar. <laughs> I hate saying that. <laughs> a burglar left. A burglar. A burglar. A burglar. A burglar. A burglar. <laughs> anyway, a burglar left a puzzling scene at a home on Gulf Villa Drive in Fort Myers. Pots or part of the house was covered in feathers. Ooh, kinky shit. I know. I was gonna say. On Monday, a woman checking on her neighbor's house found it had been burglarized <laughs> and called the Lee County Sheriff's Office. She also noticed the hallway and bedroom. We're covered in feathers. How the hell did she notice all of that? Because she's fucking busybody looking in the house and shit. <laughs> um, the deputy noted there were feathers on the bed, floor, and ceiling fan blades. <laughs> wow. Well, he's probably like popped a bag of feathers and then just like threw it all over the place. As though someone had a pillow fight. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> Is it next to a sorority? College co-eds, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway... And I creep. (laughs) (laughs) The deputy checked the pillows in the bedroom. They were intact and constructed of foam, reports reports said. (laughs) That was in the report. While searching the home, the deputy noted the sliding glass door was open about two inches, but did not appear damaged. Nothing appeared to be taken, but the homeowner couldn't check everything at the time of report. So if nothing was taken, that means someone intentionally broke into someone's home. Broke a bunch of feathers that they brought and then left. Wow. So whoever you are, you're in just weird. (laughs) Like, I think you're dangerous because that's weird. That's That's not even douchebag. That's just like, that's just. I think about it. Like, maybe you need some professional help. (laughs) Damn. Um, Anyway, moving on to the next one. 
Minneapolis woman charged in puppy mailing attempt. Now this <laughs> this is douchebag for a few reasons. One because she thought it'd be cool to mail a puppy. Um and two because that's some fucked up shit. Like you actually put a living thing in a box and try to mail it. In in a system that uses machines to just drop boxes everywhere. Yeah. That's a story. A Minneapolis woman has been charged with animal cruelty after postal workers say she tried to mail a puppy to Atlanta in a sealed box with no air holes. Uh, a postal service spokeswoman, Pete no, 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 Pete, says employees became suspicious when the box suddenly fell off the counter <laughs> after the woman left the post office January 25th. And the puppy was like, I'm out, dude. <laughs> postal inspectors opened the priority mail parcel and found a four-month-old poodle mix panting hard inside. That poor fucking thing couldn't breathe? Yeah. Like, what the hell, dude? Police Sergeant William Palmer says without the postal worker's intervention, the puppy would certainly have died in the airplane's unheated and unpressurized cargo hold. It had no food or water. Duh! Jesus. There are ways of sending pets places that do not involve that shit. Right? Yeah, but, that- it's, but it's the cheapest way to send... So we'll fit in this, we'll fit in the flat rate box. Yeah. The Star, the Star <laughs> if Tribune, it fits, it ships. <laughs> the Star Tribune says 39 year old Stacy Champion, who is not a champion today, mm. has been charged with animal cruelty. The dog was taken to the city's animal control facility, which probably means it doesn't get put down. Um, that's just fucked up. Like, you are a special kind of douchebag. You know, like, yeah. Anyway. It's just not even funny. Like, it's no, just, it's just up. sad. It goes back to that one. My my wife was telling me to put uh, that real quick. That video of the some like Eastern European country or something where she was throwing puppies into a raging river. Like, did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's a video of this like young girl and she's laughing and having a great time throwing puppies into a raging river. No, see somebody like that's not funny. That just needs it's to be just, shot. Yeah, it's like, what's wrong with you? What's Eastern European to? Um, boy falls onto train tracks while playing a PSP. <laughs> uh, the, the interesting part of this story is I'm going to read half of it. Okay? okay. Actually, I'm not even going to read it until the second part. I'm going to tell you what happened with the boy. And that's the the boy's the douchebag. I don't care if he's 10. He knows better. Um, and then this story is also my epic. What? Can it be true? Yes, it can. And I'm going to explain it to you later in the show. Um, <laughs> so basically, the douchebag is the boy uh, it's in Italy. He's walking, <laughs> walking in a railway line, and he's playing his PSP. No word on what game he was playing. <laughs> Final Fantasy, that game was sick. Um, and he just walked. I mean, this is a subway station, so there's a dip. you know. So he just walked right into the fucking thing. Jeez. And was knocked unconscious, obviously. Obviously. So he's a douchebag for that. So I'm going to finish there, and then I will con- I will read the full story when I get to my epic. My brother, who <laughs> is your epic person for the week? Well, my epic person of the week. It was a bit of a it was it was a little difficult to find an epic person this week. But um I actually <laughs> had to give it to Google this week. 
for their new Android web, their Andrew Android Market Web Store, which essentially has its developers and it's designed to be the smartphone competition for Apple iTunes. Now, the cool thing about their Apple Store online is that it allows you to really look through all the catalog of apps that they have and paid and free. Now, one of the things that it's it's cleaner and simpler, it's more user-friendly, and the option for buying apps uh, is uh, better than using the Apple Market. If you have an Android phone and you're trying to get an app on the market on your phone, that's kind of a pain in the ass. But what they did was is they actually made some really cool advantage for for that when you log into the Apple Store and you have an Apple you have I mean I'm, I'm sorry not the Apple Store the Google Web Store Android Web Market if you go into there and then you sign up using your Google uh, Gmail account because it is Google it's going to actually push that Android download to the phone that that account is a tie to that's sick yeah so bought or um bought or uh, for free and that was one of the things they they this hurts apple in in a lot of ways because it's designed to make it um really compatible like you don't have to do all the stuff that you do with apple like when you download an app onto your itunes then you got to go ahead and sync it to your ipod or your iphone this allows it to basically make it a lot um less awkward right it's a cleaner interface uh, it's web connected, and it just automatically comes up onto your device, um, and boom, you're done. That's it. Uh, Apple has really tried hard to try to kind of, you know, come up with their own, and even their most diehard Apple fans, you know, have to admit that the desktop application of getting is a is it getting a is getting a bit long of the tooth. Have you ever tried going through iTunes and look at their apps? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous because if you're trying to just it's simp- slower than hell too. I don't know what kind of um, platform they're using, but it's really slow. Oh, I know. And and the thing too is that when you're just trying to look for new like, like new merchandise or new um, apps or even podcasts, it's always be- featured or what most people are downloading. It's really hard to, unless you have a specific one you're looking for, it's really hard to look for new content. And then, yeah, it is always a pain in the ass because you can either do it on your iPhone. Sometimes if you have web connection with that, if you've got an um, iPod Touch, well, yeah, you got to wait till you get in there. But then you do. It's just so much cleaner and easier on the web market. It's all spread out. It's visually very easy to use. And it's two buttons. You know, you got a button there. Bye. And then you yeah. have two tabs that say paid apps, free apps. Really easy to use. And I looked at it and I thought, this is this is a cool little game changer too because you don't have to have your iTunes open. You don't have to have any of that. Here you just go to their um, go to their website, find an app, log into it, send it, you're done. It's really easy to do. You can do it from anywhere. And um I, I think that's just that's just a cool little a cool little ditty. So they, they they got my they got my <laughs> a cool little ditty yeah they didn't yeah. pay me any lip service on this one right right right, right. you know but um that, that's why I thought they got my um epic person of the week because I just looked at this and I thought you know this is this is not just doing something that somebody else does like you know iTunes does but they took it a step further 
So it's a little user-friendly for people. They entered the danger zone. <laughs> Kenny Loggins comes up. I did it, dude. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and hear your epic person. Oh, so back to my biggest fail, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to read the story now. A potential tragedy was averted when an Italian police officer saved a boy who had fallen onto a railway line while playing a video game. The entire event was captured in a video, which I will link on the website on Monday, today. So chill out. Um, <laughs> no, we want it now, damn it. Now, the, co- the cop is the epic person, right? Right. So here's his quote. Uh, it It was afterwards... When I heard the other passengers clapping and cheering that I stopped and thought about what I had done and my hat was in my throat, he said. That was the only time I thought of the danger otherwise. I was just focusing on the boy and trying to save him before the train came into the station. I just reacted with instinct. I saw him go over and he was lying on the track, so I just jumped down, grabbed him and carried him to the platform. He was crying and shocked, but other than that, he was okay. So it's very fortunate that the train wasn't coming when the boy fell, or this could have been a really sad story. Instead, uh, Michalazzi, which is his uh, cop, has proven himself to be a real hero. That's kind of pimp, big pimp, dude. You know, you know why he didn't hear the people cheering? Or because he's, uh, he's too busy shaking his head, saying "dumbass." When he's <laughs> no, he didn't hear people yelling or cheering or anything like that. Because when he jumped in the tracks, all he kept hearing in his head was. Because Superman, that's the Italian Superman. Yeah. Italian Stallion, dude! (laughs) (laughs) I am. (laughs) (laughs) You know, most people would, would either A, not give a fuck, or B, just stand there and be like, oh my god. What should we do? What should we do? Yeah. Or like go, come on, kid. <laughs> Wake <laughs> up. You know, that dude was just on it. He hopped down there and got him. I mean, that's epic person of the week. Well, that, that ha- something similar happened to in Spain where um, some dude was uh, drunk as a motherfucker, came up the wrong side of the, the subway thing, you know, where the people get off and shit. And he was uh, twirling around drunk and then fell and passed out on the tracks. And the train was coming and you see like everybody's like what to do, what to do, what to do. Dude, you just see this dude just like right out the track, right out onto the track, grabbed the guy, rolled him off the tracks as the train went. I mean, the train saw him, we hit the brakes, but you know what this is? This is like the first, the first season of Heroes. They're yeah. all coming together, right? <laughs> not the, not the seasons after that. The first, yeah, the first season, yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, you know, it's just it's cool when you get people that like. And this dude was like a policeman, but he was just like a new recruit. Like he had just got on the force and shit. So, you know, it, it's just like there are people that, and it, it's true. You know, there are people that will react and there are people that will go, oh, oh, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? And, you know, the, the, the people that react are, the, yeah, hence the ones that are the more heroic, but they're the ones that don't think. They just do. And, uh, yeah, you know, but that's. That's pretty slick, you know? I mean, yeah, shit, he's the Italian stallion. Yeah! <laughs> he's running around Italy with his arms in the air. Hey. 
Anyway, or maybe right. he's, maybe he's Mario. Look, like Mario Brothers. He's here. <laughs> now, now, see, now we just now. We just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. He was Luigi then. What do you want to say? Unless he was hearing the um the 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 Mario theme from Saigon, you know then. Wow. Yeah. And we've officially crossed the line. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for it to do that. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> and on that note, I guess that's uh, this is where we start to head out. So <laughs> we want everybody to re- we want to remind you all to go ahead check out the website. W. Oh, no. Let me say that one again. All right. We want to remind you all to check out the website, thelazygeeks.com. Yeah. Check us out. We do update daily. We have our own personal blogs, Nomads World and uh, Sapiens Log. Also, Twitter. We have. Um, you can follow us, uh, the Lazy Geeks, on Twitter. Also, you can even follow uh, Sapien and myself individually. Lazy underscore nomad, lazy underscore sapien. See, they match. Yeah, because we wanted to make sure that people. That don't people aren't... don't get confused. Yeah, you know, shit. You know, <laughs> they go, wait, they look kind of the same, but are they really the same? And you know, we know if you're a fan of us, you probably ain't that bright. So uh, we want to go ahead and make it a little difficult. <laughs> wait a minute. The, the words and opinions expressed by <laughs> are in no way, shape, or form expressed by any other party other than his own. <laughs> Disclaimer. I think you're all geniuses. Continue to listen. Uh, and we've lost. <laughs> we're now talking to ourselves. I know. Now we're going to officially have <laughs> no hits. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely go ahead and uh, – Follow us on Twitter. You know, it's our personal Twitters too. We'll come up, and sometimes we'll have cool stuff that we'll throw up there and say, "Hey, you know, I check." I'll even, out. I'll even respond to you because I just got that tweet deck, so yeah. I'm all about it. You know, so like if you put something, I'll be like, "I love you." Yeah, leave us comments. We'll answer. You know, whatever. If you want to know, hit it right now while we're talking. <laughs> Doing the outro. <laughs> Keep it frosty. <laughs> yeah <laughs> also uh be sure to fan us on facebook go ahead and uh look for the lazy geeks on facebook and uh we post links to our articles and sometimes we even throw questions out there for you guys if you want to go ahead and hit us up so uh also all the music on this podcast was delivered to us by the talented kevin mcleod and uh that just about does it for us so make sure to comment on the podcast on itunes or whatever you use the good the bad the sexy and the redonkulous don't be myopic, though, because, you know, that's just, that's just not equal. Myopic. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, because, um, you know, we ain't, we ain't you know, a bunch of geeky haters. You know, uh, if you have any comments. Yeah, because we aim to please, but we don't please to aim. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, if you have any comments or ideas for future po- um, topics, go ahead and hit us up on the website, thelazygeeks.com, or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. So until next week, peace out.